the winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 30 minutes to kick off in the 3 o'clock games we've got some absolute crackers for you Rangers, Livy, Hibs, Dundee, Motherwell, Aberdeen St Johnson, Kilmarnock and St Mirren Hearts I'm Gordon Duncan in the studio this afternoon Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Daryl Broadfoot we've got the top team all around the grounds as well so let's bring them all in uh, Andy Little, we've been loving the fact that it's so tight at the top of that league and, and this is what it's like when you've got one team kicking off at lunchtime Celtic going to do the business three points they stretch the lead over Rangers to five and that means Rangers know exactly what they need to do this afternoon to keep up yeah the pressure's, the pressure's certainly on um, and, and, and it always is but it, it, it's even more so when when, the, when the, your, one of the opposing teams has played early and, and got a win so they'll know that but I think from a Rangers point of view they've got to be in good you know, confident uh, form and the good, great result obviously at Motherwell uh, just before the international break probably came at the wrong time for them uh, but also you look at Livingston and, and their last match out there they got a good draw at Celtic and um, they've previously beaten Rangers so they're going to take an awful lot of confidence from that the victory back in September 1-0 um, and by the signs of you know what Gary Holt was saying um, in his in the build up to the game you know he says he's not not going to Ibrox for a point he's going for three so they, they've certainly got ambition to go and do well today uh, and Alex Ray when you, I looked at some of the stats during the break there and it becomes a bit clearer why Alfredo Morelos is yes. not in the starting 11 I think he's one booking away from a suspension so I mean it's difficult to prioritise games but there are some big games round the corner and Steven Gerrard perhaps just looking to manage that situation and avoid it if possible it looks as if that's uh, the, the factor Gordon what you just mentioned there uh, however there will come a point where he has to play him at some point now he may well bring him on later on in the game if the game if the, the result isn't gone Rangers way uh, and again this is one of the decisions this is what defines managers you know you make these decisions if it pays off everyone goes fabulous then you bring Morelos back in for the for the Villarreal game and then obviously Hearts next Sunday so these are all factors whereas uh, you know if the result doesn't go Rangers way today yep. you have Rangers players saying you should be playing the strongest team let's hear from both managers then Stephen Gerrard first up quite similar to how a lot of teams come to Ibrox you know, hard to play against compact that low block quite direct quite physical we know they're missing uh, the main striker who scored against us last time so we're not sure what Gary's plan will be so we'll wait and see but we believe the game is, is about us and, and what we do and how we approach it and we're going in in confident mood and we can't wait for the game you've always got a point to prove it'll be a full house again and we've performed really well at home we've made a, a bit of a fortress up to now and we want to continue to do that so we're going to play on the front foot and be aggressive like we have done from day one you know Livingston beat us fair and square in the first game they celebrated after the game and rightly so you know it'll be their biggest victory of the season so we understand that for me I, I I worry about Livingston, what they're going to do to us, how they're going to set up tactically. But if I was a Rangers player, uh, I'd certainly remember celebrations at the end of the game. Stephen Gerrard there up against Gary Holt today. Be a good game, tough. It'll be an experience for the boys to go there in front of a, a full house, 50,000, with their tails up. So it's for us to stick to our game plan, us to be brave when we've got the ball, keep it as best we can and, and try and implement our game plan on, on Rangers. It's one of those things in Scottish football you get to play each other quite a bit so can't focus on what you've done before. It gives you something to look back on and it gives you the areas to show them where we did happen, where we did have successes but also highlight where Rangers kind of caused us problems so it won't have any onus. We're away from home now. We have to go there and stand up to the test and certainly at home Rangers are a different beast and they're scoring a lot of goals so it's something we have to contend with. You have to be braver, you have to stand up and be counted and it's an atmosphere It's you've got to relish, you've got to be what to be part of so we'll give them the two to go and play and go and enjoy the game play with a smile on your face because it's a platform that you, not a lot of players get to play on 
Let's bring in some of the guys around the grounds on this Gordon DL is still with us at Hamilton Mark Guidi, uh, Fraser Wishart and Roger Hanna as well uh, Roger let's start with you uh, I mean a fairly comfortable afternoon for Celtic Went the way most people expected um, And now it is up to all those other teams round about In that bunched up section at the top of the table uh, t- To try and follow suit this afternoon Yeah you've, you've absolutely nailed it Celtic have done their business Brendan Rodgers will be quite happy They can now go and focus in Europe Rosenborg and first night Then the cup final next Sunday So they've laid down the marker for Hearts here at the Simple Digital Arena. Hearts need a win now to keep pace with Celtic. And they've laid down a marker for Rangers as well. Steven Gerrard, I know about the booking for Morelos, just one booking away from a, from a ban, but it's a gamble. He's left out his top scorer. As Gordon Dale always says, you're better to have your top scorer on the pitch for 90 minutes. As Darrell said earlier on, Kyle Lafferty has an awful lot to prove. And I think Steven Gerrard has really taken a big, big gamble by going Lafferty in from the start today. Uh, Fraser Wishart, when you look traditionally at this period in in our calendar between now and the end of the year just how important does it tend to be with all those games crammed in yeah I mean it's, it's so busy and players do get uh, a bit tired around this, this time of year as well and they're, they're just going up to the winter break which starts just at the turn of the year so from now until the end of the year I think most teams will be, will be looking to juggle their squads you know and Rangers are lucky enough to be able to bring in a, an international football player in Kyle Lafferty and I wonder whether he's been brought in one with a view to, to give them games because Morelos will get booked in the next few games he picks up yellow cards and be suspended but secondly I think maybe because of his height as well you've got a huge back three and they're a big team Livingston as well and they play very physically so it might be that if they're keeping the ball in tight that uh, Rangers at some point might have to just start throwing in crosses which is something they, they don't often do when Morelos is there trying to, to play through teams so there's, there's a number of reasons why, why Kyle Lafferty's in there but uh, you know Rangers and Celtic in particular and the bigger teams I'm looking at Hibs who have got a good squad as well Hearts, many many players. I don't think they can quite complain if you have an Aki's or you're Sitmirn or you're Dundee when you're down in the grubber and you're looking to just get anybody any, any kind of formation, any personnel just to get a result. They're the teams that really will suffer over the next month. Uh, yeah, Mark Guidi, what do you make of that decision to, to leave out Alfredo Morelos with the suspension in mind? You can certainly see the thinking, you just wonder if, if it is a risk or not. I don't think it shouldn't be a risk. You know, Kyle Lafferty was bought for three or four hundred grand. They chased him for months to get him. He wanted to come, and it's up to him to repay the manager and repay the club. He's had a couple of decent goals, but he's probably not made the impact that, that he would have wanted to have made or Steven Gerrard would have wanted him to make. So this is an opportunity for him, and I agree 100% with Fraser. It's not about... I don't think this is only about trying to protect Morelos, because if you look at the stats, the chances are between now and the winter break, he will pick up a booking. Ideally for Rangers, he's fine right up into the old firm game, and if he does have to serve a suspension, uh, he, he can do it after the after the break but this is about get, getting Lafferty games getting him up to speed as well because he will be required over the course of the next six weeks uh, Andy Little we did talk about Gareth McCauley earlier what about Kyle Lafferty the guys sort of mentioning he perhaps has a bit of a point to prove for, for club and country at the moment yeah I think I think Mark's spot on there uh, that it's it's all about getting him some game time I think I'd counted up to just just while they were talking there I think it's 11 games before now uh, between now and the end of the season so Morelos and, and Lafferty are both going to be needed and this is the perfect game to get him back um, get him back playing he's uh, to be honest I think he's had a very good second spell at the club um, I think he's be, he was very very good when he came in um, straight in amongst the goals he had a bit of off-field uh, nonsense in terms of international um episode with, with Martin O'Neill or sorry Michael O'Neill obviously uh, but this is this is spot on this is perfect for him uh, team are playing well and he'll be looking to come in and get in amongst the goals and 
try and try and keep his place, I suppose. But he's going to have his work cut out because Alfredo Morelos has been outstanding all season. I mean, Gordon Diel in his time back up in Scotland, Kel Lafferty's got a pretty good goal-scoring record. He's he's popped up uh, with a, a decent number of goals and another chance for him this afternoon. Yeah, especially at home against Livingston, you expect that Rangers are going to make chances, Gordon, especially with the the wide players that they've got. Deliveries in there. It's an opportunity to get them a bit of fitness. You see this afternoon, Celtic, the minute they got that second goal, Edward off, Griffiths on, he gets a goal. So Brendan Rodgers is looking, thinking, I've got two strikers in for him now. I know that Griffiths is just back, but once again, he puts the ball in the back of it. Any striker will tell you, it's all about confidence. I think this is the same with Rangers. I don't think it's a big gamble. Uh, no disrespect. I think Rangers are well equipped to beat Livingston as much as Gary Holt's doing a fantastic job but I just think it'll be too big an ask uh, We obviously are going to hear from Brendan Rodgers and Martin Canning a bit later on this afternoon Gordon now that the dust has settled you've collected your post-match thoughts was that was it just as, as simple and straightforward as the scoreline looks for Celtic? Yeah it was and I've had a fantastic day here you've no idea what's sitting behind me there's lovely females here and they're all champing the window but um, I think they've enjoyed it Celtic uh, were Cruise control, three goals, probably could have been more. But the big plus is getting all the players on there, getting them game time, and Cham come back. He's got to be a big player over the next couple of months. Griffiths getting his goal as well. So all rosy for Celtic. And as I said earlier, they've got the three points in the bag. It's up to Rangers now against Livingston, Hearts against St Man. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the reality, isn't it, Gordon? The, the rest of the teams who are round about, they'll have seen that result. There's no doubt about it. And they have to try. We obviously in this city look at Rangers, but there's there are other teams in and around there as well who have got a job to do now this afternoon. Yeah, especially the the two that's chasing just now, Hearts and Rangers. Uh, I fully expect they two to win. Uh, no disrespect to St Man, I don't think they're good enough to beat Hearts. And I think Rangers with home advantage and the way they've played at Ibrox in front of that big crowd against Livingston, I think they will win that. And I think they will win it comfortably. And I'm not really, you know, being disrespectful to Livingston. I just think that Rangers will have too much firepower middle to front for them. Right, we're going back around the grounds and going to hear from some of the other managers ahead of the three o'clock games next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Darrell Broadfoot, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray joining me, Gordon Duncan, in the studio this afternoon. We've got the top team all around the grounds as well, so let's build up to some of the three o'clock kickoffs. Got some absolute crackers. Mark Guidi is at Fir Park looking ahead to Motherwell against Aberdeen. Mark, Aberdeen are slowly but surely just sneaking up on everyone. They're one of the informed teams in the league. I think they've won their last four in a row, and that, of course, includes wins against the likes of Rangers, Hibs and Kilmarnock. So they're starting to pick up a bit of momentum. Yeah, they're into the, the top six, uh, Gordon, which is always a good starting point. St Johnson in fifth place, a couple of points above them, although Aberdeen have a game in hand. But as you say, they're on a really good run. Uh, they've got some really good performances. You know, Gary Mackay, Stevens looking the part, uh, Lewis Ferguson really looking the part. I'm told there's interest from the English Premiership uh, clubs in Lewis Ferguson uh, already. And at the back, you know, Scott McKenna um, is in there too. But what would be the real ice in the cake for Derek McInnes would be if he could find a, a front two partnership or even just one of them to go and really take off. He's, he's going to go with James Wilson and Stephen May today. But I think, you know, Wilson, he's, he's got on the score sheet, but. I think he's been a big disappointment so far and he really has to lift it. 
Gordon Dale, you're still at Hamilton just along the road. Are these rumours true that you are actually going to go to Fir Park and take in a second game this afternoon? Yes, I am. I'm, I'm looking forward to because it. Because if you're lying, I will find out. Because here's the deal. If you're going to go to the game, I'll let you go just now. I was planning on keeping me here a bit longer. But if you're going for a bit of extra homework, you can go. I will find out if you're there or not. I'm extra def- lunch. That's uh, what he's going yeah, for. Uh, exactly, Mark. I'm going for a bit of Bacora. <laughs> so I'm hoping to time it just about quarter to four. <laughs> free food. Right. No, I'm definitely coming over. So Mark, I'll see Mark Weedy there. Mark Weedy. This, a lot of this falls on you Mark Greedy Look out from He's on his way After his previous comments I thought he was going straight To the Hamilton Palace Yeah I think we'll leave that one there Right oh, get, get on your bike Gordon Deal. Let's hear from both managers Starting with Stephen Robinson Well they'll all be playing for places You know we've been lucky enough To be in that position last year And they definitely won't be Taking their foot off the gas That's for sure I know Derek and Tony well um, They've done excellent Over the, the time they've been up there It'll be a strong squad be a competitive game And you know we definitely We have to be right on top of our game To get a result I think it's important you, you treat that in isolation. You treat the Rangers game in isolation. You know, it was a freak for us to lose that amount of goals. We don't do that. We're a hard team to beat and a hard team to break down. Um, and we've dealt with that there. And it's important to remember the good stuff, um, the performances against Dundee and St Mirren. Get back to that again. Get back to that belief and try and have, you know, the same composure that we showed in both those games and not play with a panic. And- Obviously good to to get going again, you know, after the, the game at, uh, against Hibs. You know, it seems to be a bit stop start this season but obviously we've been on decent form and want to try and continue that um, I fully expecting you know a tough match you know that, that they do bring that physical presence to the game and very competitive I think they'll be uh, hurting from the back of a um, disappointing result uh, at Ibrox um, and they'll be looking for that response so I think we've got to prepare ourselves for that um, but you know for my own team's sake we want to try and continue a lot of the the good of what's been clear about us over the last few weeks which is keeping the opposition to a minimum in terms of goals against us uh, Roger Hanna easy to forget that well until Celtic game finished their hearts were still level on points with Celtic at the top I know it was mostly down to a great start to the season uh, they've had a bit of a wobble and as for St Mirren just desperate to get three points if possible yeah well I mean in terms of hearts it, it... It's credit to them, we've only had a bit of a wobble when you look at the players they've lost. Arguably the four most influential players all out for a period of time. Berra and Suter at one end of the pitch, Ikpiazu and Naismith at the other. They played well when I saw them a couple of weeks ago against Kilmarnock, but they just couldn't score a goal. Whiten and Morris on either side of McLean, they huffed and puffed, but you know they could be playing yet and they wouldn't have scored against that Kilmarnock back four. So there's a big pressure on them today. Celtic, as we said, have done their business. Hearts, if they have any pretensions to finish top three, top four, these are the places that they need to come and get the three points. Craig Levine said as much at the end of the week, Gordon. So there's a big onus on McLean, on Whiten, on Morrison to get the goals today. As for St Mirren, Hamilton's defeat has opened the door. You can't imagine that they're going to get too much at the game. Fraser Wishart's covering at Easter Road. This is a chance for St Mirren. You wonder if Oren Kearney would happily take one point but if he gets three suddenly they drag Hamilton and maybe even Motherwell back into this relegation issue No, Oren Kearney it was Gus McPherson we spoke to this week No they've worked extremely hard in the last couple of weeks especially this week the intensity of the training has been most notable, noticeable hopefully that can be taken into the game very very difficult Arts have also got key injuries but I think even the Kilmarnock game from reports that we've had and the analysis that very very unlucky not to take something from the game, very minimal. We know it'll be a tough game, but the players, from what we can see, you know, in the last four or five training sessions, certainly look as if they, they know what's required. 
Fraser Wisher All of a sudden Hibs are on a bit of a sticky run of their own I don't think they've won any of the last four They do sit 8th in the table With no disrespect to Dundee though This goes down as a, a game Which most people would expect them to get back on track Yeah, if you want to get back on to top form As it Hibs want to as quickly as possible Then a game against a team at the bottom You couldn't really ask for for, for much more as you said they've just been a sticky patch I mean, amazing they haven't scored for, for three games I said earlier and when you think of Hibs you think of the, the, the pace they've got in their team you think of the, the way they stretch the game which gives their attacking midfield players like Horgan and, and Mallon today the chance to go and support the strikers they've got good strikers Camberry strong when he's back to goal McLaren's busy you kind of wonder why they haven't scored goals in, in the last few games I saw them play against St Johnson here about three weeks ago and St Johnson were the better team and, and deserved to win it was only 1-0 and it was only 1-0 because of Hibs good goalkeeping so They'll find it difficult though. Dundee will get a lift, I think, from a point against St Mern. Um, a team really low in confidence. I saw them at the start of the season and they weren't the worst. But uh, they've just gone downhill since then. They'll play with two banks of four. Paul McGowan will drop back when necessary, but he'll go up and try and support Kenny Miller. And I think two wide midfield players there, Jesse Kern and, and Calvin Miller. Particularly Kern is a fullback and Miller has played there. I think they'll be, they'll be sitting back as well to try and frustrate him. So uh, the, the early part of the game is important here. Dundee tend to lose early goals under Jim McIntyre and then lose a second if they can hold out for 20-25 minutes Hibs might start to get frustrated you know we're on a run there four without a win it's not like us but um, there's mitigating circumstances for that I don't think the performances have been you know poor at all and I know what I've got in the dressing room and um, even over sitting eighth in the table only eight points off the top so it's very you know congested around that area and what we have to do now is start winning some games and get us back up there challenging again. It may just be we've come up against stiff opposition, we've created good chances against Aberdeen and a good chance against Hearts. The only real disappointing performance was St Johnson at home where we lost our, our home record. But um, in the main, you know, it's not a major concern for me at the minute. Dave Galloway watching St Johnson against Kilmarnock. They've honourable mentions to Celtic and Aberdeen, but St Johnson are the form team in the Scottish Premiership. Five wins in a row and no goals conceded in that time. Absolutely, and the Saints can actually make history today by achieving six top-flight wins in a row for the first time. Like you say, they've kept the five successive clean sheets as well. Uh, so they're in absolutely terrific form. They're, they're a different animal this season, aren't they? They, they, they play a kind of more swashbuckling style. They're very pleasing on the eye, but also, more importantly, they're very tight at the back as well. Yes, they are indeed. What a lineup we've got this afternoon. Hamilton Celtic was just for starters. And at three o'clock, we've got Rangers Livingston, Hibs Dundee, Motherwell Aberdeen, St Johnson, Kilmarnock, St Mirren Hearts. And that's not even to mention some of the absolute crackers we've got down. Uh, and we've got some Scottish Cup early round fixtures as well. So plenty to get through this afternoon. We're going to go back to Ibrooks because kickoff against Livingston is coming next. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line 0141 951 1025. Darrell Broadfoot, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray Here with me, Gordon Duncan in the studio Andy Little is still at Ibrooks, Having watched Rangers beat Livingston by three goals to nil Let me run through some of the other scores for you this afternoon The early game today uh, was in Hamilton Where it finished 3-0 to Celtic In the three o'clock, it was Hibs 2, Dundee 2 Motherwell 3, Aberdeen 0, Rangers 3, Livingston 0 St Johnson 0, Kilmarnock 0 And St Mirren 2, Hearts 0 It was a cup Football down the division So I won't go through them all for you We had one Scottish Championship game though Ross County 2 Dunfermline won Some highlights from the Scottish Cup uh, Ayr beating Beath by 3 to nil. It was Airdrie 3 Dumbarton 0 Alloa 3 Brecon 0 uh, East Kilbride are into the next round Beating Gala Feridine Morton and Peterhead Are going to have to do it all over again Because they drew Queen of the South are through comfortably Winning 4-1 
as well uh, Into the English Premier League The full-time scores there Brighton 1, Leicester 1 Everton 1, Cardiff 0 Fulham 3, Southampton 2 Man United 0, Crystal Palace 0 Watford 0, Liverpool 3 And Tottenham 0 uh, West Ham 0, sorry, Man City 4 0141 951 1025 That's the number you need What's on your mind? Maybe you're just making your way back from the game Or you've been listening to the results coming in What do you want to discuss? What, what is the result of the day, by the way? I think it's got to be St Mirren uh, against Hearts uh, I think Motherwell Aberdeen Yep big result for Motherwell But I think when you're Owen Kearney You're looking for that First win And you're coming up Against a team who Were joint top At the start of the day Albeit lost many players Through injury You wouldn't have expected Too much But to win 2-0 In, in kind of sp- Spectacular style That 40 yard goal As well And then Cruz With some ease I think it's a uh, St Mirren deserved Result of the day In my opinion yeah, I have to agree. When you look at the teams round about, Samirin as well, Dundee's managed to claw back a point. Uh, but Hamilton losing today, they come back into the mix. So for me, it's mm. a no-brainer. It has to be Samirin. Fair enough. There needs to be honourable mentions then for, for Motherwell and Dundee, Darrow. Just to be contrary, Motherwell, <laughs> I mean, you look at the circumstances of the game, Trevor Carson, the number one goalkeeper out, Carol McHugh suspended. Their top scorer, two goals. And to go against an Aberdeen team who were looking to impress the manager ahead of the Betfred Cup final... I think Motherwell are, are more than deserved to be to be up in that top two for game of the day. All right, you should be back in the car or the bus or the train or whatever by now. Give us a call. What did you make of your team this afternoon? 0141 Chris is a Rangers fan in Dumbarton. Happy with that result, I'm sure, Chris? Uh, yeah, happy with the result today. Um, also good to get three goals and you know keep a clean sheet before Thursday night. Thought we were a wee bit flat at times and a bit laboured, but... Again, it's just important to get the result against a, a team like that. Yeah, Andy, um, Andy Little was watching that game. Andy, I suppose Chris has summed it up quite nicely. If you can perhaps be a bit flat and not at your best, but still win 3-0, then you've got to be happy with that. Yeah, Chris is spot on. You know, it's the result that Stephen Gerrard was looking for, certainly, but it wasn't the performance. Uh, I thought they were sloppy at times, really loose in possession uh, and, and, and not clinical. They didn't create an awful lot of very good chances uh, and kind of lacked quality I must say until Alfredo Morelos came on with half an hour to go that really you know the levels were upped uh, whether that was to do with Livingston tiring or, or just the quality on the of the impact of Morelos I'm not too sure but yeah it, it certainly wasn't the, the performance that Stephen Gerrard would expect I don't think uh, Chris what else did you take away from today's game? Well the, the kind of point I wanted to, to make today was more about Livingston goalkeeper Liam Kelly um, I think we were I think we've been a bit kind of dafted to let that boy go. I think since he's went to Livingston, um, he's really started to come onto a game. I think it's seven clean sheets or something so far this season. And a team that's going to be kind of under the cosh a lot for, for a lot of the season. Um, for me, I think he's really grown in his position. And although we've got an absolutely fantastic goalkeeper in Alan McGregor, the best in Scotland, I would say, um, I think we've probably only got a few more years out of him. And if I was Stephen Gerrard, I'd consider potentially trying to get him back in even if we then loan him out again uh, come January His performance last week Chris uh, again or two weeks ago should I say against Celtic I thought it was it was very good you know assured confident made some good stops at crucial times and like you say it's it's not just that games it's it's been the games all season where Livy are going to come under the caution you're right he's kept he's kept a good few clean sheets so he's definitely a good young goalkeeper Andy how did he perform today? 
Yeah, he was he was impressive. He made a couple of very good saves early on um, to to keep Livingston in the game. Um, and and yeah, as the boys are saying, I think when you're playing in a team that although Livingston haven't been struggling, you do expect him to to have more saves to make than most, I suppose. And um, the, the the difficult thing is when you're at a club like Ranger Celtic is just getting your chance uh, at, at, as a young goalkeeper, especially goalkeepers are generally a bit older when they break in. Um, so yeah, maybe I mean if Rangers had a, held on to him slightly longer, loaned him out, but. For this, at the same time, for for Liam Kelly just to move on and and do so well, then all credit to him. Andy, that's my understanding that Liam Kelly was kind of pushing for uh, the move purely for the point of view he wanted to play on a weekly basis. It was no good being Rangers' number three goalkeeper, and uh, and that was the reason why they decided to go. But you have to give him credit because it could quite easily sit there as a Rangers player and take the adulation of being you know with the tag as a Rangers player. But the actual reality is he's gone out. He's been instrumental uh, in what they have done as well he's been brilliant and uh, his reputation has grown by that decision so you have to give the boy credit and also the likes of I mean, Wes Fotheringham's backup Robbie McCrory is also highly regarded so you have a situation where I would much rather if I was a keeper and you touched on it as well Andy that you need to go out and play football mm-hmm. I mean there's a there's a litany of players who have stayed on too long to pursue the dream for Rangers and Celtic and it hasn't happened and before they know it they're 22, 23, 24 and actually not up to speed with the game enough to actually hmm. fulfil their um, credentials, fulfil their ambitions. Chris, if we're looking at that balance between you know, perhaps the performance not being great but it being a good result, how do you think that sets you up for a big week? Um, again, I think it's important just for confidence alone. Um, I think obviously we rested Morelos today for the first hour of the game, I think potentially with uh, Sultan in mind. Um so, yeah, I mean, I think it's good to, to have a win going into it and I think it's been maybe just a case of shaking off ring rust a little bit after the international break. Um, am I correct in saying that Morelos now, with that booking he got today, he's now suspended for the next two league games, is that correct? No, I think it's the it's the Dundee game, so it won't be the Harps game next time out, it'll be the Dundee game right. after that. So, listen, you, you could actually say it's, it's a good booking, if that's the way you want to look at these things, because if you were trying to pick and choose... <clears throat> Would that be the one you would pick from to miss? Listen, a suspension for uh, Alfredo Morelos was inevitable. Kicks in 14 days after the sixth caution, so it's the Dundee game he misses. Um, as Andy said there, he will be a miss because Kyle Lafferty was given an opportunity um, to showcase what he was capable of and get hooked after 62 minutes. Uh, Andy, based on what you've seen, and perhaps that's a bit unfair, maybe it shouldn't all be about today, but is it now abundantly clear that there's a bit of a gap opening up between Alfredo Morelos being the absolute main man and Kyle Lafferty just being a, a supporting act. Is that fair? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I don't have the <coughs> stats to hand, but Alfredo Morelos' goal scoring record in the last sort of three or four months has been pretty incredible. I'm pretty sure he's been involved in either scored or been involved in a goal every single game. I mean, he's he scored 10 in his last 12. Yeah, Six, so 16 and 20, 16 and 27, I think it is, Andy, in terms of goals. Yeah, so I mean, for for Kyle Lafferty, I think Kyle Lafferty really is a confidence player. He's uh, he did so well at Hearts because he was the main man. He was the focal point of the team. The fans really, t- you know, took to him, and um, he he needs to be kind of loved. Kyle Lafferty he needs to be the main man, I think, and and that's when he shows his shows his best form, like he has done for Northern Ireland over the years. But I think Alfredo Morelos, there's no doubt, he's he's the man at the minute. Um, mm. You know, the fans, as soon as he came onto the pitch, they're singing the song. They're they're really behind him, and and he reacted to them, and he was the difference today he, he took the game from a, a sort of stuttery awkward 1-0 game where Livingston dominated the first 15 minutes of the second half uh, and it was really an Im- instant impact um, from Morelos just in his hold up play and his link up play 
that, that Kyle Lafferty just didn't quite mm. do do today. He had the Morelos hat trick, a goal and assist and a yellow card. There we are. <laughs> Full house on the bingo card. Incidentally, it's a goal which moves them top of the Premiership goal scoring charts. He's now above Naismith and Edward, who are on seven. Um, well, what did you make of the, the booking, Chris? You were asking about the suspension. I take it, I mean, if, if you had to choose a game from to miss in the coming weeks, would it be the Dundee game? Yeah, I mean, it would definitely be the, the Dundee game, and that's without being disrespectful. Um, I, I think they're clearly the the, the, the weaker side of the, the kind of the, the games that are coming up. Um, in terms of the booking itself, I thought it was the interesting Um I don't think he had to be called over to the ref, but once he was called over, all he had to do was stand there and get a word in his ear. Instead, he started walking away, and it's because he wouldn't turn back. It's just the petulance again, which unfortunately creeps into the, the game. And it's, it's a shame because he's one of these players he's, he's improving week on week, and if he could just get that out of his game, he'd be a real kind of and they talk us through that incident because again there will be Rangers fans who are actually not that bothered about this one because like we say it means that he can play against Hearts he misses the Dundee game would there be wider concerns about the nature of the booking? I think we've had concerns regarding how from Fredo Morelos and bookings you know, since he joined the club he's he is always uh, getting involved. It was it was total nonsense. Um, I'm sure Stephen Gerrard will have words. He'll be pulling his hair out because he was only on the pitch for however long it was before he picked up the booking. And it's a part of his game that you know he's still a young player. He's he's doing everything right in front of goal. Fans are, are, are really, really have really taken to him. But he has this side of his game that he he just hasn't really matured out of just yet. Rangers fans may not be bothered about this one because he missed Dundee. But well, it's the, the next, next one, one. Yeah, And it's going to happen It's inevitable Because we chatted about it last season We chatted about it in pre-season And we said Stephen Gerrard Will be the guy that maybe sits him down And Gerrard came out and had a wee pop You know Early on he, he should be doing better and, and controlling that And it's Whatever Gerrard said to him It's obviously not working So it's going to happen again And it might just be a bigger team You so know No disrespect so to Dundee So you can back to the point that, That's been made here In terms of it might not matter against Dundee, but it could cost you. But and this is the thing: if you look back to a couple of weeks ago when you get uh, the suspension against Ayr to to miss out in the in the semi final, yeah. and that's the thing. And, and, and it's it's about him trying to get an understanding of how important he is to the big picture. Because as Andy Little said there at Ibrox, he says as soon as he comes on, he likes to place up. His hold up plays better. His goal, and then plus he gets an assist, so he can bring so much to the table. And and listen, and the the, the one thing. Uh, Chris was saying there as well There has to be a realisation Of his age Because he is just mature New country But at some point The penny has to drop But he's not 17 I mean as much as we take Age into consideration He's not a 30 year old Experienced worldly wise player But there's also the trade off Between Alfredo Morelos And all that makes him The player he is And again I'm not liking him To Luis Suarez But it's like Trying to turn Luis Suarez Into a saint Doesn't happen Without taking something Fundamental from his game What he has to do And this one won't be as costly but you're not telling me that a Rangers side against Aberdeen in the Betfred semi-final with Morelos up front mm. would not have had a better chance of a positive outcome than Umar Sadiq, who hasn't been seen since. Thank you to Chris and Dumbarton. It's 01419511025 for you to get involved. What did you make of your team this afternoon? Celtic fans, you've had a bit longer to think about it. What did you come away from Hamilton with Rangers fans? What about that? Performance. It perhaps wasn't a great performance But certainly a very good result Against a stuffy Livingston side And I'm keen to hear from you St Mirren and Motherwell fans Let's be honest I don't think anyone saw those coming St Mirren beating Hearts by two goals to nil And Motherwell beating Aberdeen by three We're going to hear from the managers soon as well But David in Kilmarnock Has a question for Andy Little Hi David Oi 
some time. How are you? Not bad, David. How are you? Well, I'm good. I am good. Good it's stuff. Been twelve today. Well, it's been a, it's been a long old shift, David. It certainly has. Oh, I know. Especially with John Higgins, that was hilarious. <laughs> he shared some good snooker stories. What what was it? The point you wanted to make in the game? I got uh, Andy. Andy, I take it it's still cold at Ibrox. I'm absolutely freezing. <laughs> I'm going going out to Black Friday to get well, some uh, thermal I, I thermal attire. You know. Good man. You're a day late. Uh, what's that? <laughs> yeah, Black Friday was yesterday. Uh, He's going to have to wait till next year. Don't you worry, it runs on. It does run on. Uh, it's, it's a weekend. Anyway. Sorry, David. On you go. No, you're okay, Gon. You're okay. Um, Andy, it was uh, who was the best player in the park for you today? Uh, I think the field of Gerard came in. Some of the team around. Uh, well, hopefully get behind Celtic. Win again, Celtic. And uh, I didn't see the Hearts result coming today. Um, as well who was your thought who was your best player in the park yeah, I, to be honest I honestly think Alfredo Morelos gets it for the half an hour cameo appearance he was he did change the game and uh, none of the other players really stood out for me I think Gareth McCauley fitted in seamlessly at the back he he looked very assured um, and you know comfortable on the ball uh, but no it was lacking quality Ajaria Arfield Ryan Jack didn't really get forward much and didn't get in support of, of Lafferty I felt early on and uh, it was really that last half an hour whether it was that Livingston tired or, or just the Rangers uh, Rangers team up the quality slightly but I think Alfredo Morelos would get the man of the match despite only being on the pitch for half an hour Yeah I was going to say a little bit can DSE impress me as well what's your thought on that Alex? Wait. Yeah well listen I think that's three goals in his last three games that's impressive David and uh, he's always gives you that what rate uh, assists as well he's up there with uh, the better ones within the league and um, it's interesting because uh, I hear Stephen Gerrard speaking uh, at the beginning uh, sorry yesterday or the day before in his press conference saying it's one of the best weeks he's had you know the, the tempo the training the thing when he just wants you to take them into the game and when you listen to Andy there it seems to have a bit lacklustre mm. until Morelos the introduction then they then kick on and win it comfortable so uh but the one thing for uh, Stephen Gerrard's point of view the home record I think they've got the most points uh, so far at home in the season all being they've played one more game than Celtic so when you take that into consideration it's been a total transformation Andreas is a, is a European class player as well I mean in Rangers Europa League so far he'll be a big big influence in this game against Villarreal mm. which is a must win if Rangers have any, any hope Thanks to David Kilmarnock A few tweets coming in uh, David Black has won uh, CW as well Willie all along similar lines Willie says If we knew the next game Was Hibs or Hearts or Aberdeen That Morelos would miss Then he wouldn't have got booked today It was a tactical booking um, CW similar I think it, he made the choice To get booked So he doesn't drag out his suspension um, David Black Similarly Are you buying that? Well why were you raising your eyebrows What a eyebrows, theory that is <laughs> No listen it, the, well, the, last, the, the one thing about today's booking By all accounts when he went to walk away From the referee when he was calling him back over Is it's consistent with some of the things That Alfredo Morelos has done in previous times I, I was at the air game when he got the booking For the boy coming through the back It was his reaction to that And you've seen it time after time So to suggest it was there then I'm not quite sure This is a, a kind of character trait that Alfredo yeah. Morelos has uh, but you know, if you could possibly pick a game, you'd mm. probably say Dundee. But again, you've still got to go and get there because they haven't been great on the road. If Rangers. you're Stephen Gerrard, you you will never say it to Alfredo Morelos, but you might be quietly pleased because you look at the games that sandwich that Dundee game. You've got yes. Hearts away, Aberdeen at home, followed by Hibs at home and Celtic. Well, so it was the Dundee match is actually the one of those five that you would take. So David's right then. <laughs> He was the main man certainly today Anyway, scoring the goal, coming on uh, And lighting up the place, says Andy Little Let's hear from 
you fans out there Maybe you've just been to the game Motherwell fans St Mirren fans Celtic fans You've had the afternoon To sit back and enjoy uh, The three points that you got earlier on What did you make of it? How does that set you up For not only Europe But for a League Cup final as well 01419511025 And we'll hear from Stephen Gerrard next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com the games are over. The talking begins. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Daryl Broadfoot, Mark Wilson, and Alex Ray are here in the studio. Andy Little is still with us, uh, cold at Ibrooks, but we don't get much sympathy on this programme. So we've got uh, still about half an hour for you to get your calls in. 01419511025. What a day of Scottish football it has been. It kicked off at Hamilton, Hamilton nil Celtic 3, and the 3 o'clock kickoffs did not disappoint either. Rangers beating Livingston by 3 to 0. Dundee fighting back from 2 0 down to level things 2 all at Hibs. Motherwell 3, Aberdeen 0, and St. Mirren 2, Hearts 0. No one saw those scorelines coming. Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard after that 3 0 win against Livingston. I'm very pleased with the players. Um, I think it's a very important win for us. Um, at times it didn't look great on the eye, I understand that, you know. The fans come here and expect us to play with, you know, style and rhythm and um, great attacking football, I understand that. But at times teams are not going to let us do that. Teams are going to come here to try and spoil. They're going to try and make the game physical. They're going to go man for man in midfield. They're going to throw themselves over to try and get fouls and, and set pieces and they're going to try and spoil the game. And I think at times today Livingston succeeded in spoiling the game. But what we did is we, we stood strong, we were brave, we stood up for them and eventually we get our rewards towards the end of the game um, because we've got a top, top centre forward who come on and provided that spark that was needed. What's the situation with uh, Alfredo's uh, caution, Stephen? Does that mean he's out of the Dundee game? Is that your understanding? Uh, I've, you I've just been told. Um, no complaints. He, he'll miss Dundee away now. Um, no complaints. It was on my mind to leave him completely fresh for Thursday, but I just felt at 1 0, the game had a little bit of a lull. There wasn't really much happening, and if you've got a top class player sitting behind you who's desperate to get on, maybe he can provide the spark that puts the game to bed, and that's exactly what he did. He came on and got the goal, but he's picking up the cautions, the side of his game, he still needs to work. Yes, but look, you know, I, I need to share some of that blame as well. I mean, I'm asking him to be in people's faces. I'm asking him to be as aggressive and press and um, not stop short and really, you know, do what other centre-forwards do to our defenders. Um, so, you know, I'll take a little bit of that blame as well. Look, his, his performance today for 30 minutes was, was superb. Um, and we've just got to enjoy him. We've got to enjoy him. He's a top player. Jim's in Rutherglen. What's on your mind tonight, Jim? Come on, guys. I can't believe that Mr. Gerrard's got priority against me on here. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Jim. My apologies. I'm, just I'm on my way back for the game. I, I just feel as if Morelis gets a hard time after referees in this country and the way he gets treated. I mean, he, he, the guy today takes him out of the game. He pulls it there. Let's the other guy away and books Morelis. I, I just think he gets, he's getting a hard time up here. You don't think he deserved that booking today, no? Uh, I don't. Because I, I, I can't believe that he let the other guy away for it. And the other guy takes him out of the game. I can see where the disgust came from with Morelis today. Andy Little, you're the b- best place to answer that one. What, what was the incident again in terms of <laughs> leading up to the, the so-called dissent? 
I can't remember it clearly, if I'm brutally honest. It, it was it was kind of a... Uh, there was very little in it, I thought. It was a free kick um, given, but it, it, we've seen it so many times, unfortunately, with Morelos. He, he has a bit of a... I think he's developed this reputation for himself now that um, even even the fans will... will you know, cheer and, and and boo, and they'll make a they'll make a scene whenever any little incident happens. And I think he almost reacts to the noise of the fans as much as anything. I think he likes to. I think it's part of his game, as Stephen Jarrett just says. It's he 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 doesn't want to take that away from him, but he is a kind of a pantomime player almost, where he he reacts to the fans, and sometimes he just takes it a little bit too far. But for me, I, I don't I would have no complaints, and I don't think Stephen Jarrett has any complaints by the signs of things either. It was a booking, and it was a silly one, um, but. Again, as we're, as we're discussing, maybe maybe it's not a bad one. I mean, he was 12 minutes into the Steve Gerrard era when he got his first red card, and albeit that was um, rescinded, rescinded. The, the kick on Scott McKenna. I can understand Stephen Gerrard saying he'll take a bit of blame if it's for a foul, if he's in a player's face and he's getting physical. But dissent, it was dissent that caused him to miss mm. the semi-final through a second uh, booking in the competition. Dissent again today. The manager's instruction isn't to show disrespect to a referee, to walk away when the referees want to have a word with you. I have some um, sympathy for him in that he's come from a completely different environment. He is a volatile player, and sometimes volatile players need to play on that edge. But dissent, that's just a lack of professionalism. On a more positive note, Jim, you must be delighted with his goal scoring. I mean, you look at the, the run he's on at the moment, 16 for the season and 10 in his last 12. Fantastic, by the way. What, what a day for Rangers today, apart from the, the team for the East End getting a result. Uh, everything's been good for us today. Yeah, that is true, actually. When you look, so when you look about it, when you look about it, the other results, Kilmarnock couldn't get the win, Hearts couldn't get the win, Hibs couldn't get the win, Aberdeen couldn't get the win. Celtic and Rangers overall are actually are, are the big winners this afternoon. Yeah, we were saying that during the break, Darrell and I, and if they win their game in hand, both of them, Gordon, I think it's four points for Rangers and six points if they can get that away from Hearts. So they're starting to build that gap if they can materialise on that spare game they've got. People ask, are Rangers genuine title contenders? It's deliverance December for Rangers. We touched on it before. Did you write Hearts that down, Did you write that down before come, you got come here Come check my notepad. <laughs> Hearts away from home. Aberdeen at home. You know, back to back. Two massive mm. games. You then have Hibernian and the Celtic game. If Rangers truly want to show their title credentials, they're going to have to not just put in a performance against Celtic, but win against Celtic. Those four games... I think will give us the clearest mm. indication yet of Rangers' true title credentials. I wonder how Craig Levine is feeling. 2 0 defeat at St Mirren. Let's hear from him. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm frustrated as you could imagine. Um, a bit similar to, to the Kilmarnock game in that we had plenty of the ball. We created chances, maybe not as many as we should have, but we created chances and didn't take them when they rose. Um, and in moments like these, when, when things aren't quite going. Uh, or don't seem quite as easy as they have been in the past, then you know, the last thing you need is somebody to score for 45 yards, you know. Uh, and and that, that's what's happened to us at this minute in time, you know. And I'm frustrated about the lack of goal scoring opportunities. Was it was the best chance, arguably, in the first two or three minutes with Stephen? Um, yeah, possibly. I thought some of the headers were were good chances as well. We had three headers and, and we didn't take those as well. but what I don't want to do is to get a situation where we're waiting for the players to come back because uh, there'll be loads of points to be played for between now and, in particular, uh, Stephen and Gucci coming back. 
So, um, I'll have to find a way of, of, of trying to pick up three points against Rangers. Do you sense it maybe losing a wee bit of confidence, maybe choosing the wrong option in that final? Well, see, yeah, that's what happens, isn't yeah. it? You know, it happens when, uh, when, they, when you should be in front, you go behind, the other the opposition feel better about themselves and got something to hold on to. We, the crossing today was poor, that's not something I usually level at the players, the crossing's usually excellent. Um, and we we didn't create enough. People are going to say the wheels are off. The wheels have come off hearts. That's it. Slip down the table now. Just watch this space. Is that fair? It's fair. The results tell you that. But it's impossible not to have sympathy. I mean, you listen to Craig Levine there. He sounds utterly disconsolate. But he's also got that fine balance. He's got no other options but to stick with that group of players. But any squad that is without Ick Piezu, arguably the number one striker, mm. Stephen Naismith, their playmaker, Suter and Berra, their two centre backs, and lose Kyle Lafferty, their other striker to Rangers. It's a nigh on impossible task to replicate the early season form when you have your core mm. of your team out, and not just for a week or two, but serious, relatively long term injuries. Joshua's on the line and he's a Motherwell fan, so let's hear from Stephen Robinson first. Um, yeah, it was a good performance, um, a good reaction to. What happened a couple of weeks ago at Ibrox? So you know, it takes strong characters to do that, and you know, so very impressed with them today. They they set about their task. I thought we were really well organised. Um, we were physical when we needed to be physical, but I thought we showed a heck of a lot of quality. That of course you guys won't write about, um, but we did. We we showed a lot of quality um, for some super super performances for some of the younger players and the older experienced ones as well. So composed finishes as well. Yeah, um, listen, that's what Danny Johnson's got. You know, we've we've worked with Danny. We brought him up. We we knew what Danny was. He's a goal scorer at lower levels. Could we improve his overall game? And I think you can see that already. He's starting to improve. As we do at this football club, you know, we don't have the luxury of spending nine million pound on players or two million pound on fullbacks and things. We get kids from non-league. We get players who aren't playing in League Two. Um, and we develop our own young boys that's our strategy so you need good coaches but you also need players that buy into that and want to learn and Danny's one of those and I have to give him credit um, I believe he can get better his general overall plays really improved and I thought that was his best performance so far Turnbull as well because he could easily have snatched at that one you won't, you won't fluster David um, I'm not sure an earthquake will fluster David he's the most calm and relaxed boy about and you know again we manage him we need to manage him we're trying to get him to get 90 minutes at that intensity same with Alan Campbell you know who's, who's had a hard, hard summer so um, listen we're really pleased with David I still think there's a lot more to come from Joshua is on the line must be our youngest caller certainly of the day Joshua's 10 years old what made you so happy about Motherwell today Joshua what pleased you the most well the fact that last week, no, two weeks ago, we had we got thumped off Rangers seven one, and then next week or next two weeks, we just come back and do that to Aberdeen. It was pretty impressive. Who was your man of the match, Joshua? Uh, Danny Johnson. Yeah, came in and scored two goals. I mean, we we had a bit of a joke discussion about what was the result of the day, whether it was St Mirren or whether it was Motherwell. What a result that is Everyone's looking at Aberdeen They had won four in the bounce And the quality of opposition They had beaten in that time Was impressive And all of a sudden Motherwell absolutely hammered them I think Yeah when you ask the question If you take everything into context The the Aberdeen form And then you take the The Motherwell game at Ibrox And you look at how the team Turns it round And It's been hugely impressive result And it just Goes to show you how International breaks can be so important For teams Some people say They come at the wrong times some will say, you know, we desperately need it. I think Motherwell needed that. After getting thumped 7-1, there's an argument, oh, I want out in the pitch right away. But I think just having that extra week and having the team together 
Boys a few days off Working in a few things Certainly paid off For Stephen Robinson three, And the team Three wins in the last four For Motherwell Which is a nice little turnaround Considering yeah. the, the form But uh, you go back to the boy Turnbull as well Ten, ten games in That's him scored four goals already So he's actually starting to The boy Turnbull it. Or the old guy Turnbull According to Joshua Aye, Exactly, <laughs> exactly yeah. He's old compared Is he still there? To, yeah it's Joshua Joshua what do yeah, you want to be When you grow up? Oh it's a tough question You hear that Joshua Darrow wants to know What you want to be When you grow up Oh, footballer. What position? What position, Joshua? Position. Yeah. Uh, Striker. I don't know, winger or striker. Strikers with the money, I saw. Yeah, that's why. That's Never says right back. And if no, it's funny out, that Joshua right back. <laughs> no. <laughs> there's a career in broadcasting. What a broadcasting debut that was. He's doing team. well, Joshua. What about Danny Johnson? Then, do you think he can stay in the team now because he's not been playing too often recently? I feel like he could if he continues to get goals like that. That would be the, the, another thing Listen, you, you take a 3-0 win under any circumstance But that will please Stephen Robinson Because he's been struggling for that combination Even Curtis Main individually hasn't performed the way he did last season You then get Brian Bowman alongside him Maybe not quite working out um, So for Danny Johnson to come in and get those goals will be beneficial and Sometimes you have to just change something I, I think in his mind Bowman off Main was what worked last season mm-hmm. But it hasn't worked this time around um, And there he is, Johnson's gone in Slightly differently And I think sometimes we um, Underappreciate the job that Motherwell do I think their weekly wage bill Is the equivalent of, of one Celtic player I think it's about twenty twenty thousand pounds a week And you see the work rate The work ethic they get out of those players They identify players from lower leagues They polish the gem And they're not afraid to, to sell them on for profit So the, the model works Great They just system. need results yeah. Something about uh, um, Motherwell perhaps That Derek McInnes will just want to see the back of it I think it's the third, oh, no. it's the third 3-0 since the start of last season So they did it twice last season And once this season already I know I mean I had the same When I was at Dundee United We could not beat St Johnson I mean the season We had your Armstrongs Mackay Stevens And all that uh, A couple of seasons We just couldn't beat them It was weird It was a bogey team And Motherwell seemed to be like that For Aberdeen They just kind of find a way You know To, mm. to get a, a A decent run of results Against them But fair play to Motherwell Like Darrell saying there, The model they've got Is definitely working And they'll not be high flying Every season but they can still compete And that's important Six thing. goals for the boy Danny Johnson already this season That's quite impressive When you consider he's just A lack game. of minutes trying, Yeah and they're trying to also Work with him as well Gordon To develop into the Scottish game but The thing is He scored a barrel load For Gateshead uh, A couple of years previous And now there's More focus on, on David Turnbull again That's another goal from him From the middle of the park A young Scottish mm. talent as well That's the other side of the plan Isn't it Smaller teams up here They want to recruit guys From the lower leagues in England But they also have to make their own well I think that's the balance In which they do very well At Motherwell I think uh, they're the classic example Daryl touched upon there That they don't have The big money So they have to p- Work within that budget I think Stephen Cragen's team Won the, the league A couple of years ago as well So they're starting Yeah the cup to de- it was yeah The cup So they're starting to Develop through that They also get a nice Little run in the Iron Brew Cup as well I think this year They were one step away From breaking a record So there is uh, Development going on In the backgrounds With Stephen Cragen And the likes And they just compliment Them in the first team I'm keen to say the least To hear what Neil Lennon Has made of his team today Because they were 2-0 up And cruising Just before half time And they ended up Drawing it home to Dundee We'll hear from Neil Lennon next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results For Scottish accident And injury victims For 40 years After they play 
You have your say. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. 0141951025. Uh, apologies if you can't get through so far. Very busy as always on the phones. Twitter, we're at Clyde SSB. Let's hear from Neil Lennon. 2 0 up in cruising Hibs. We are just before half time and they were pegged back to draw 2 all with bottom side Dundee. It's symptomatic of the spell we're going through at the minute where you know we don't put teams away. Um, and we've conceded two poor goals for switching off. And you know, some senior players are not playing at the level that they, they could be. And um, you know, my strikers aren't functioning at the minute either. But the positives are we've we've broken the run of not scoring goals. We've we've actually gained a place today. You know, we've gone up and we've closed the gap a little bit on the teams around us. But uh, it feels like two points dropped. But you got to give Dundee credit. You know, they made us change their shape. You know. 10 minutes into the second half because we were abject, feeling sorry for ourselves, lacking character. I think after the change of shape we were a lot better and we had good control of the game, but we not taking our chances and we're not producing the final ball and we're not believing in ourselves at the minute. But it's a spell I have to manage and I will. Certainly the first half anyway, when you were ahead, you looked, looked on course for the win. Yeah, we should have been, yeah. And, you know, even at you know, a minute to go, just don't concede, go in a 2 0. But again, we switch off, get complacent. I, thinking it's, I don't know if the players thought it was easy or not, but um, you know, we, we, the boy Ralph's come a long way, and then you know, Paul doesn't get across quick enough to stop Kenny from scoring. It's, it's just poor. And then the psychology of the game changes, gives Dundee a lift, and then we don't come out of the trap second half at all. And the second goal. We should win the ball in midfield and then we should stand up rather than dive in. So it's a culmination of things. It's frustrating, but it's part of football. You know, it's part of it's part of football. And we need to get back to being strong mentally because you know that's what we were good at for a long period of time and we're just lacking that a little bit at the minute. You can tell the, the frustration that hasn't quite boiled over, but actually uh, the kind of passive aggression's worse, I think, if you're in that dressing room. The 6-0 win against Hamilton must seem like a lifetime ago now for Neil Lennon mm. and those players. And he was tempered in his language because he needs to get a tune out of them. But when you acknowledge that your strikers are misfiring, your senior players aren't stepping up to the plate, clearly he's concerned. The transfer window's opening uh, shortly, and I think if the players don't pack up their act, then some will find mm. themselves out. Charlie Zanirdri wants to talk about Gareth McCauley. Hi, Charlie. Hello Charlie Third time lucky Charlie are you with us? Yeah we'll give Charlie a, a shout uh, Andy Little I can sort of preempt what he was going to say He was going to talk about Gareth McCauley's performance How did he do today? Yeah he, he he filled in just as you would expect really With a player with uh, the experience that he has In what was largely a comfortable game uh, There was a, probably a 15 minute period in the second half Where in fairness, I thought the back four in general were at sixes and sevens and Macaulay had a part to play in that. But no, generally it was a fairly easy game for him. He, he strolled through it and I think the Rangers fans really um, were taken to him. He was comfortable on the ball and just what you would expect really. He's, you know, whatever, is he 36, 37 yeah, I think, now? Yeah. Um, and, you know, he was he was more than comfortable um, in what was largely a comfortable performance for Rangers. Charlie, is he one you want to see staying in the team? 
Charlie. I was assured that he was there. Andy uh, Kid on your Charlie. I'll, I'll keep going. I'll be. I'll be Charlie. <laughs> Charlie, come on. I, I'd like. No, to, he's I'd like, he's I'd, completely gone now. I'd keep him in the team if you're if you're going to ask my opinion. Yeah, I'd keep him in the team. Opinion, I think Charlie. Is it one of them? I think the two of them. I think both him and Goldson have. A, an opportunity there to solidify that back two or back four or whatever way. I think uh, Kadic and Goldson started the season so well. It looked very impressive. Kadic, when he came back from that wee injury, whatever it was, was, wasn't was quite at it. And I think uh, Goldson and Macaulay might be what they look to for the next few games anyway. Is it safe to say that he will face more challenging afternoons? Not only today, but of course at the previous game when he came on, it was a 7-1 against... 10 men so perhaps good that he can get that run in the team and start to find his feet before the bigger challenges come along yeah definitely he, he had a comfortable 45 minutes at, Mother, uh, at home to Motherwell he had a, a reasonably comfortable 90 minutes today up against really Scott Robinson who was really the only lone striker uh, for Livingston Pittman was dropping in deeper there wasn't that kind of physical challenge of Menga or Lee Miller um, to put him under any real pressure you sound cold I think it's <laughs> and it is the, 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 the groundsmen are on their final stripe here while they're cutting the grass so it, I'm just waiting for the lights to go it's off. 10 to 6 I'll give you the whole 5 minutes off <laughs> thanks for your contribution we'll speak to you soon thank you good too. man that was Andy Little at Ibrooks. we've got Graham who is an Aberdeen fan wants to talk about the cup final coming up so let's hear from Derek McInnes before we do that total contrast to how we've been about it. we've been very pleased with how we've been performing in terms of getting results um, showing Real resilience, getting plenty of clean sheets, restricting opponents to very few opportunities. Um, but I thought today um, we uh, were well beaten all over the pitch. You know, two of the three goals are calamitous, really. You know, from our corner kick to then ten seconds later be picking the ball out of our net. Um, next week will be something similar in terms of the level of performance. Will need to be far greater. The, the game itself will demand that. And. Uh, Normally the bigger the game, the bigger the performance and hopefully the bigger the game next week will bring the best out of my players. Um, it's an important week. Um, I think we've got to be honest and, and and look at this. I think it's important we don't dwell on it too much and we we concentrate on what could be a fantastic uh, outcome next Sunday. We've got to go there with the belief that we can get a result. Um, and I think that, uh, that for this week in, in itself, um, it's important that we all knuckle down and prepare as properly as we can to the ring of performance that's going to be needed. Did the cup final contribute to this? Don't know. You know I wouldn't have thought so. There was enough um, warnings, uh, warning maybe not the right word, uh, enough um, reference to it um, about we, we can't have an eye in next week and, be, and think we can beat our best and get a result today. Graham's an Aberdeen fan from Canvas Lang. Graham, does today's Result concern you ahead of the cup final, or do you think cup finals take care of themselves and, and there will be a reaction? Hi, uh, uh, I don't know if it was result as such, um, but the performance and the, the shape just wasn't right. I mean, Aberdeen dominated the first half, but the wingers were isolated rather than you know um, spreading the pitch. And um, as, um, as Derek McKinney said, there the, the first goal came for a corner, but it was a short corner. I think Niall McGinn's pass that went astray was about the third backwards pass. They'd already missed a free kick in the same way. Wasted that, and then in the, set, in the end of the first half, um, there are another few opportunities to corners, and again they played it short and didn't make anything of it. And um, I mean credit to Motherwell, you know they they broke Aberdeen down um, and, and and played on the break as you would as you would hope. But I mean um, in the second half, I sort of gave up on it and, and turned on the radio, and I heard either um, Alex or Mark saying that you know this probably is Aberdeen's strongest team. So you wonder. I don't think the performance itself was. 
you know, distracted by the cup final. I didn't see a lack of commitment, you know, and worried about injuries or whatever. But it just they, they didn't seem to have the the right shape. I mean, I mean, the two mitigating factors are in the semi final against Rangers. They were kind of in the same position as Motherwell were today. They sat back and tried to go on the break, and eventually it worked out. Um, and you know, Motherwell definitely had the measure of Aberdeen in, in 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 that regard. And the second thing was that Aberdeen always had a few guys away with Scotland. Yeah. And I heard you talking about Motherwell and how they had a. Um, you know, days to prepare, and Aberdeen have that this week, whereas Celtic have an important European game. So that's the the one. That is true. The, the, the factors Just... that you would think would possibly um, see them through. But I mean, if they play like they did today, then they've got they've got no chance. Yeah. I've seen the Celtic game as well, and they were you know get comfortable, weren't they? The, the months have went on they've, they've become stronger Right just before I get the guys reaction to that the Scottish Cup draw is going on for the fourth round I'll try and prick out some highlights for you Motherwell team we're just talking about have been drawn at home to Ross County it's quite a tough draw oh, for this yeah. stage an all premiership tie St Johnson against Ackies Celtic are at home to Airdrie and Cowden Beath are at home to Rangers talk about the the, the, the is it the magic of the cup Cowden Beath Rangers uh, and Airdrie yeah. I've got the big Payday if you like Ah oh, I'll be the guest on there No doubt Of so course yeah. Doing the half, <laughs> Doing the half, half time, time draw, draw. <laughs> Yeah I don't, I'd expect Nothing uh, less Alex. Dundee Queen of the South St Johnson against Hamilton I mentioned that one uh, I don't have time to Sort of stay with it Because time is running out On the show Hearts Livy as well Another all uh, Premiership tie Hibs Elgin Right quickly on What about Graham's points He makes a number of good points About Aberdeen In relation to the cup final Next week Worst preparation possible And you could Sense that in Derek McInnes How does he get a tune out of that team Who does he play up front They're playing against Celtic And for all the um, encounters they've had They've not found a way to, to beat Celtic In a game that matters Tom Rogic was rested today And he will be looking forward to this game Because he always pops up And he always seems to make the difference in those ties Lots more decisions for Derek McInnes to make But if you are Brendan Rodgers You go into that game thinking Do I play Odson Edward? Do I play Lee Griffiths? Or do I throw both on? Going back to the point that he makes as well there The caller I, th- I think uh, the European exploits Will be interesting as well With the travelling away uh, You know, That's a huge game for Celtic uh, It's not like one they can go through the motions of. Absolutely Gordon I think that's the, the only upshot for Aberdeen In terms of you know a bit of a break mm. uh, But it's how they respond coming back to that Celtic And then as you say You get a tune out of Aberdeen just a reminder of the Scottish Cup draw It's happening at the moment Some of the highlights Cowden Beef at home to Rangers Celtic at home to Airdrie We've got Hearts Livingston Aberdeen Stenhouse Muir Motherwell Ross County Dundee Queen of the South St Johnston Hamilton um, Aberdeen against Stenhouse Muir I did mention that one Hibs against Elgin as well Auchinleck against Ayr Marvelous. That will be likely oh. Wow We've uh, got to cover that We've got to that say good. Get me doing there And uh, Partick Thistle Against Stranraer Kilmarnock Against Forfar Hopefully I've not missed any Thank you to Daryl Broadfoot Mark Wilson And Alex Ray For joining me Gordon Duncan Big thanks to the top team All around the grounds as well Keeping us informed Throughout the afternoon Much appreciated as always The calls and tweets Apologies if you didn't get through But you will have another chance On Monday night At 6 o'clock We'll be here until 8 Going through all the weekend's Big talking points No Sunday football for us this week So it's a day off And we'll see you on Monday Your weekend can truly get started Though next Because GBX is up Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com.